two, two of the podcasts that I listen to, one does the cold open sort of conversation happen behind the scenes, cold open, music starts, mm-hmm. which I like. I enjoy that. But there's also something with like starting with an ad and then it's like show music. I feel you, but also we don't actually have any ads. Welcome to the show. The show is called Front and Center. Front and Center is a podcast that we do weekly from our studio. It is um, a show about nothing, really. We're shooting the shit and we're talking the shit. We're going to be talking about things that are in the news, in the design world, in the brand world, um, the things that we're interested in. And we each week we're going to go through topics. We're going to get Kevin's hot takes. We're going to see what he thinks about them. And we're going to banter. And uh, yeah, um, we were both work at a design studio in Brooklyn called Center. And uh, my favorite part about the studio is the moments in between the work, in between the meetings, in between the, the design that happens is the conversations, the opinions of those in the studio and the, the people, the camaraderie, the culture, the water cooler, talk. the water cooler talk. So this is the show for the water cooler talk where we're going to talk about the things that are happening, but also we're going to. We are going to get guests. I think we need to get some people. We will get some guests. I think we're going to need to at least get some fresh blood to just spice it up and be like, hey, look, join Kevin and I. Um, so each week it will be Kevin and I and then hopefully some other people. Kevin, let me tell you real quick about ZipRecruiter. Being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, running a company, it's hard shit. It's not easy to do. It does not happen alone. I'm a solo entrepreneur and solo founder. I have no co-founders. And to be honest, I don't really have that many people to talk to. Today I called JustWorks and I talked to them and I was like, you know what? You guys are the best. Like they have a really good customer service line. Just ask them some questions. Is this a double ad? This is the real ad. This is not an ad for JustWorks. This is an ad for ZipRecruiter. And so the thing about running a business is that there's going to be questions. There's going to be uh, hurdles. There's going to be challenges. And the number one most important thing is hiring. That is what my uh, anyone will tell you this when you open when you start a business. Um, will say the hardest thing is finding the right people. And that is 1000% true. I believe that to be true. That is what people told me. It's like when they say your wedding day, they're like, just try to be present. You know, it's true. You, it's hard to be present. Just take a moment. You know, it's cliche, but cliches exist for a reason. Fire, hiring, not firing, hiring people is the most important part of running a business. And that's where ZipRecruiter is there to help you. ZipRecruiter was founded because they knew that there was a smarter way for businesses to find talent. Today's companies of all sizes and industries are using ZipRecruiter to fire, to fill their hiring needs. If you're hiring now, try ZipRecruiter for free, for free, $0.99 at ZipRecruiter.com slash front and center. Uh, 80% of recruiters who post through ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one single day. So try it right now. ZipRecruiter, a better way to hire, turn those dreams into reality. Let's get into it. You know what I think is a valid business idea? Okay, Kevin. In the ZipRecruiter family. Okay. I'm talking line extension. I want to run this. Yep. I'm not sure the name yet. I need some time on the name. But instead of hiring, we do the firing. Pretty good. We have the conversations that you aren't able to have or you don't want to have. Yeah. We charge a premium price. Yeah. And what do you do? You come in and you say, We say, listen, Sorry. So, listen so- pack up your shit. You're out. Get out of this office. You're not welcome here anymore. You've you've been slacking. You've been you haven't been doing your job. You know we're we're it's time to move on. And then you look at your boss and you're like, what happened? And you're like, 
I don't know. Zip recruiter. Flip recruiter. Terrible. No, terrible. Yeah, terrible. God damn it. What if you could find like a celebrity through Cameo and they they help you? Ooh, that'd be even better. Fire or something. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm going to have to let you go, but at least you're going to get fired by Lance Bass from NSYNC. Alex, who would you get on Cameo to fire me? To fire you? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. Is 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 Fietti, is he is he be up above that? I don't think he's on Cameo. Let me see. John Bon Jovi, Gabby Douglas, Ice T, Tony Hawk, Diane Warwick. I mean, to be honest at this point, Cameo is pretty pathetic. Um I, I don't know what money in the world could be worth basically saying, Hey, <laughs> I need the extra cash. Hey, if things go well on this podcast, I'm getting my fucking cameo up. That's fair. I mean, I respect. I respect it. I mean, Snoop Dogg is on cameo, and you know what, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg can do whatever the fuck he wants. You know, that's true. He's just like, I'm Snoop, and this is what I do. So, I'm looking at the list right now. I'm not really seeing anyone that really speaks to me, but I would um, take Snoop Dogg. I would, would take Snoop that. Dogg. Yeah, that'd be a respectful. I Got would it. respectfully part. That's not bad. I was gonna think of Mark McGrath. He's got to be on there. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Mark McGrath is? Do you ever, Sugar Ray? Oh, okay. You should have just said Sugar Ray. Well, he's not Sugar Ray. He's Mark McGrath. I, I don't know Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath is the singer the guy with the spiky hair. I mean, now I know that. Bob Saget? I mean, Bob Saget's a little played out. Kevin, I want to ask you a first question. So as producer of the show, Kevin, um, there's a couple of responsibilities. The microphones, the scheduling... And then the topics, which we have de- we have decided that each week we're gonna we each bring a couple topics that we think are show worthy to the pod. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Google Doc where all this information lives, so that while we're on the show, we're able to like reference it, maybe read about it. And just it all lives in one beautiful place. Ooh. So you boys getting flamed right now, Kevin. My question I for you: feel it. Week two of the podcast. What what happened to the Google Doc? I lost track of it. Lost sight of things. Week one was better, but <laughs> it's, rare, it's rare that you take a step back in week two. <laughs> we need to take a step back and think about operations. Okay, so week two, there is no Google Doc. There is no, there is no. There is a Google Doc. There is a Google Doc. There is a Google Doc. I just did not receive it. You did receive it. I did receive it. When did I receive it? Uh, Two minutes ago? Monday. Monday. You're telling me that I got a Google Doc on Monday. I'm telling you, you got to. What's it called? It's called 21.04.26 underscore front and center topics. I sent it on Monday at 1136 a.m. I said, here's the here's the new doc. We both need to be adding stuff periodically throughout the week. Wait, wait where is this front center topic to my main email address? No, no, no. This is in Slack. Oh, it's in Slack. Okay. And it's a Slack message that says, this is the new doc. Here's the new doc. We both need to be doing, adding stuff periodically through the week. 210426. What, what method of... Uh, of of communicating the date is that um 2021 yeah april 26th <laughs> listen so you I'm go not, I'm not... year month date 
two six. Listen, Alex. Last week we talked about my emails and how many unread emails I have. Okay. I now have five hundred and seventy-eight. So first of emails. all, if you want to talk file structure and file naming, <laughs> I'm not your guy. <laughs> all right, but here's the thing: I have to apologize. Hand up in Slack. Kevin did send me a Google Doc with a list of topics and um, show thoughts for the following week. I will also put my hand up and say that the Google Doc is not very flushed out. No, the Google Doc, it's a very weak Here's the thing. We don't need to flesh it out. It just needs to exist for this purpose so that when we're sitting down to do the show, we're like, okay, this is what we're talking about. So um, there are some topics on this list that I am prepared to talk about or things that I know exist. Then there are things on this doc that I do not know exist until this moment. Let's talk about the first one. Mighty Ducks Reunion. 25 years after D3, Disney is revamping the series that has Gordon Bombay as the head coach of the Ducks. Apparently, is different than he was doing the Duck days. They say he has reverted back to his douchebag ways, but coaches hockey. Such a cake eater, SMH. Is this? This is Kevin's. I wrote this, yeah. I've been been trying to get better. Listen, I've been going off. Yeah. I've been going off on LinkedIn specifically, trying to flex my writing. Okay. I think it's been good for me to just, you know, kind of stream of consciousness. Let it go. Let it go. And uh, okay, I brought this topic up because I think that has nostalgia gone too far? Have we run out of ideas for original TV series ideas that we have to bring back a movie series from the 80s and 90s? Like, I love Mighty Ducks. I grew up on that. But just leave it, please. Leave it where it is. The answer is yes. Nostalgia has run its course probably a little bit. But the real answer is there's still a need for content. Hey, if there's any producers out there who need show ideas, come to Center Design LLC. We are a full-fledged design, branding, and writing studio. (laughs) And we come up with ideas. Whoa. We're we're doing television now, Kevin? I'm trying to, you know, I want to do television shit. Listen, Kevin, we do a lot of wonderful things at the company, and I agree with you, and I like your enthusiasm. Who says Never, who says we can't do television? I'm not saying we can't do television. I am also saying that we have no idea how to make a television show. Oh yeah, we don't we, have we don't have any idea. We barely know how to make a podcast. We barely, yeah, we have a tentative grasp on podcasting. So, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers is going to be a television streaming show on Disney. It already Plus. is. Oh, it already is. Yeah. So it's out. Yes, but apparently Gordon Bombay is alienated. He's gone back to his old ways. He's he's a a lawyer douchebag. He's he's mean, he's pushy. And let me let me add right here that I have not watched a single second of this. Great. And I am speaking for, based off of half an article I read. Love it. I just have I just have opinions. So wait, did they get Estevez? Did they get Emilio Dude, Estevez? Estevez is in it. So Estevez is in it. Yeah. He's he's Bombay. So he he's is Bombay. Re- reprising his role. He's back. He's back. Bombay's Oof. back, baby. I'm never going to watch this. And to be honest, I'm kind of disappointed that they... Because there's just such a desire for streaming content. HBO Max, which is a debacle, a nightmare. I hate it. Showtime, Hulu, Netflix, Disney+. Plus. Paramount Plus. There's just too many places for content. That's what's leading to any hint of a show concept that maybe someone would be, dare I say, even remotely into. And like they brought back Karate Kid and that worked. I didn't watch it, but I hear it's not bad. So give uh, Why Not the Mighty Ducks. I would love to, you know what? I'm disappointed that they didn't do Mighty Mighty Ducks 4. Like they should just, if you're going to go full nostalgia, do the movie. Do, do Do it right. Do it big. 
Don't do Game Changers, a television show. I'm out on it. Don't do that. I'm never going to watch the show. Even out of, I'm not even going to give it a spite watch. And I do, I do that with some shows and I do that with some content. Sometimes I like following something or just watching something to get me real riled up, real spicy. To hate watch something? Not so much with shows. I will say that like I started watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette as, yes. a, as like a as a hate watch. Uh, we don't have to go in depth here because it's out of season. When it when Bachelor Bachelorette comes back on, um, which I am so fucking pumped for, you know we'll get Ellie in here. We'll have a good. We'll oh, you want to do a little thorough. Bachelor recap? I, I have no problem with it. I, I have really, no problem with it. I really really like that show. You really yeah you you were sucked all the way in. The first half of the series is pretty crazy. There's so many storylines. Everyone's trying to get clout. Like it's amazing. So you're in. You're all the way in, and they're they're not doing Bachelor in Paradise, right? They don't do that anymore. I don't believe so. They have two Bachelorettes lined up from last season, and I will say that I love both Bachelorettes. The, are they going to do the same? They're doing concurrent shows. No, they're just they're going to be like back to back. They just have the next two picked out. Oh, then they're going to be separate seasons. Yeah, they're going to be separate seasons. I watched a couple years ago, and they did two at the same time. Oh, really? That Damn. was wild. Oh, and I, they did two because they couldn't pick between like Caitlin Burstow. I I'm, could be totally misremembering this, but they did two people. And like after week like five, the guys got to pick which one they wanted to stay. <laughs> <laughs> so offensive. So wrong. So the Bachelorette that was at the beginning of the year, they had this crazy girl Claire on and she was totally nuts. It was so awesome. Like she was a fucking psycho. And then she like week three or four or five, like just exited the show with this Dale dude. They've since broken up. It was, it was awesome. Like she was total psycho mode. Like, you know, the guys would be chilling and she'd be like, uh, I'm just kind of like upset that nobody like grabbed me first. And like, you guys were just like broing out. It was, it was just great. So Kevin, I can't, I can't not give you, you know, I can't uh, make fun of you or, or, or I love reality television and I, I've, I, um, I've been vocal it's it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's just a pleasure. I don't have the time for Bachelor Bachelor. It's just too much of a commitment. I don't think it is though, because mm-hmm. I know you. I know you watch some content. I know so, you're. Str- I know you're streaming some stuff. Well, I told you, I, I started watching The Masked Singer, which is um, <laughs> is is yeah. Again, it's not my proudest moment, but it's it's a thing that I started doing. It brings me joy. It's just the show. The costumes are cool. It's just so dumb and mindless that like the I don't know. Over the course of this year, you know, with so much seriousness and so much craziness all the time, just like something so stupid as like D-list celebrities in costumes performing in like front of Jenny McCarthy, McCarthy trying to figure it out, Robin Thicke, and it, it's so bad. Wait, is that dude a judge? Yeah, the judges are Ken Jeong, um, the Jenny McCarthy, Robin Thicke, and... Um, pussy cat dolls. Nicole Scherzinger, hmm. which tells you all that you need to know about the show. And Nick Cannon co-host, and he he it's it's a, it's a true another uh, debacle. And it's you know, but it it to be honest, it sparks a little joy for me, and I enjoy it. If and it sparks joy, keep watching. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I watch it. But it's it's lost a little bit of its luster. It's it's kind of uh, you know it. The, my favorite part about it is that each week they're like. Is this Jamie Foxx? Is this Ariana Grande? And then they take off like the mask, and it's like, um, you know, Caitlyn Jenner, or it's not. Caitlyn Jenner is like a bigger, a big star. It's like, you know, it's it's Mark McGrath. It's it's genuinely someone that like, you know, <laughs> it's never a big star. It's Bob Saget. It's it's people from Cameo. 
It's literally yeah. cameo masked singer. That's what the show is. My favorite part about the masked singer, I don't yeah. watch it, but hearing people talk about the masked singer, they're automatically on the defensive because they know. Oh. Well, if you if you're if you're a if you're out yeah if you're an outed masked singer fan, oh it's not even like cool weird bad like the bachelor is like like everyone knows it's bad it's a nightmare and whatever but it's like there, there's iron there's an ironic part of it that like people enjoy it and like people take it seriously the mass singer is just bad and it's just bad television but also kind of amazing you're kind of selling it really hard for me i I am uh, i'm selling it the other show so i started watching the voice (laughs) see what happens kevin right so what happens is for me like the bachelor or the bachelorette similar to the voice like i like in the beginning when they first show up like when someone sings and they have the four chairs turned around and then like you know the bang on the you know the chair and they turn around for the singer and it's like that's an entertaining moment when the when the women or the men arrive to the house and they do their little like hey i'm a you know i'm a i'm a i'm a lifeguard i'm gonna you know sort of i'm a queen cpr and it's like you know whatever they do like that moment is hilarious and then you get sucked in to the actual competition of the show and so i've been very vocal i love reality television i've watched i watch i'm now a real housewives guy Okay. okay. So what happens is I'll dabble and I'll find my thing and I'll get out and you know I I jump around, um. But I, I I like to have at least one really truly trashy show. My my absolute favorite trashy show, Kevin. And we gotta move on to a new topic. Exactly. The Circle. Have you heard of the show? I've not heard of the show. Okay, it's on Netflix. Here's a quick. Here's a quick. I'm gonna break it down really quickly. This is probably the most important thing of the segment. The Circle is a show on Netflix where they put like 10 people in a house and I think it's in London Mm -hmm. and they all have to stay in their rooms. They don't meet each other. They only communicate through basically their televisions, which is basically just like a phone, like a text message and they talk at the phone. And so they have like private DMS and then they have like games and they have to sort of like compete in, you know, contests and, and, and um, at the end of each week, they, they rate each other. And the lowest person gets kicked out. Oof, savage. And the thing that makes it really interesting is that like three quarters of the people are playing as themselves. And then like a quarter of the people are playing as catfishes. Oh, okay. So you go to the show and I'm like, I'm not going to play as Alex. I'm going to play as Kevin. Or I'm going to play as like, you know, Pete Freeman. Okay. And so they're like making alliances and relationships. And it's, it's, it's very bizarre. It's very like, it does feel like we're living in a, you know, a post apocalyptic future. And like, this is, you know, it's very black mirror. It's very dark and it's very, it, it's not dark. It's just, it's just, a, it's, it's reality show 5.0. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I've been off reality shows before the bachelor bachelorette. Um, you know, didn't really fuck with the reality shows. I watched Jersey shore pretty heavy when I was in high school. Loved that. Um, but one of the most iconic televisions of all shows, of you know, I feel like I get my fix on reality television. I feel like I get that via like TikTok. Like, I think that's where I get my fix of that, like real cringy, yeah. funny, sweet, informational. Perfect. TikTok is the new reality TV because those kids and their relationships and the whole thing. And I know you don't really, that's not the part of TikTok that you're really into, but, um, this is probably a good way to wrap it up. Did you see that the hype house is getting 
a reality show. I did not. Which makes sense, right? Like, if these kids are the new stars, they're the new Orange County, they're the new Jersey Shore, like, they're the they're the reality show. Like, put it on TV, because I'm not going to watch it on TikTok. I don't care. I don't know enough about Hype House or whatever these kids are. But if they put it on television or they put it on reality, like, they put it on Netflix or they put it on E or whatever, Bravo, there's a chance I might watch it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty interesting. I would, I would potentially tune into that. Um, I'm not going to commit right now, but Got it's it. something on my radar. I would, I'm going to be on the lookout for it. Okay, cool. So moving on from, uh, from reality show, which was quite a long segment, um, to, uh, another topic close to the reality show, um, Kanye West. I was going to go to Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. This, this, this is sec- Kevin's second topic. In this here. one was a weak one. I, w- I meant to build this out. What is the story? I mean, Kim I mean, and Kanye are getting divorced. It was basically like Vulture did a... The end of Kimye's wild ride. She thought he was an artistic genius. He wanted to dip her ass in gold, and now it's over. I mean, okay. it, it was a it was a nostalgic, like, from mm. um, Bound 2 to Bound 2 all the way to the breakup. Yeah. it was. It, I thought it was just a nice thing to go over, but... R.I.P. Kimye, you know, you hate to see it. I mean, listen... Um, those two kids, they'll be okay. Yeah, um, they. Um, I think they elevated each other's brands. Yep. Um, you know, not a big fan of the Kardashians, but I will say Kim. I'm watching know, the final season. Kim's my favorite. <laughs> I'm watching. Uh, what we just found out is that I'm watching 25 reality shows. And you say you don't have room for the Bachelor and Bachelor. I'm also watching a show about reality television. There's a oh, show fuck, called Real. Cool. <laughs> I thought we were ending this topic. I'm just saying, like <laughs> as we're unfolding, I'm there's more and more and more reality shows. So basically, what you know, is I'm, I'm obsessed with uh, reality shows. But here's a here's a topic that we actually need to talk about, which is. Um, uh, a design story, a trademark story, a logo story, and a perfect front center story, which is Walmart this week has come out and said that Kanye West's new Yeezy logo is so similar to its own logo that customers might mix them up. So Walmart has essentially challenged a trademark application submitted by Kanye West, his brand Yeezy. And they say that the logo is too similar and that people may think that the two logos are affiliated. Um, apparently they, you know, sort of are trying to block the filing of Kanye. He's trying to, you know, trademark this, uh, logo design for the Yeezy brand and Walmart is coming out and saying that they, um, it's likely to cause confusion, mistake and deception. Um, Kanye's logo consists of three dots spokes rating around a star pattern. So, um, and Walmart's logo, sort of, uh, the iconic, solid six spoke star sun thing kevin what is this first and first and foremost do these two logos look alike to you i mean in the sense of their radial logos they're rotated i mean it's a stretch for walmart to be like they don't own they don't own rotating a shape around an axis yeah i think this one's quite cut and dry for me i mean trademarking and design is really an interesting topic well maybe one day we'll bring on a lawyer maybe we should get like should. would you have to pay how, like what's your lawyer's rate would get you get our lawyer and just be like hey um we're gonna pay you but we're just gonna basically uh put you on the podcast um <laughs> he'd probably do it his name is ryan kelly he's amazing we'll he find we'll find he'd a lawyer to do it. i mean maybe we should get him on the phone and be like yo should be this should be the first live podcast call. 
No, nah, don't don't call your lawyer. We'll, okay, we we'll, call we'll find lawyer. a lawyer. Okay, we'll find a lawyer to do it for free. Got it. So I mean, if, I guess not right now, but got yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, I'm uh, on the record, huge Kanye fan, so obviously this will be biased um, to a certain extent. Um, but I call, like I see it here, I don't see the similarity. Like, I mean, they're both circle logos, but like, I mean, there are thousands and thousands of circle radius logos. In fact, I see a brand pop up almost monthly that uses some sort of sun dial. It's one of the moves. It's one of the moves. Yeah. Like you go in logo modernism and there's a thousand of them and Kanye's is circles. There's eight lines of circles and this is six dashes. And like, it's really pretty. I, I don't see how in any way in a court of law that you would mistake these two. I no. don't, I don't see it. I think there's too much differentiation in there. Like say if Kanye's was six, six radials or Kanye's was six dashes that weren't consistent, like, or eight dashes that weren't consistent. Sorry. Um, I could see it then, but it's a, it's a stretch on Walmart's part. I'm going to call Walmart out right here for a sec. Is this a, are they clout chasing right now? Are they trying to get clout from them? Yeah, that is a good point. And I think it's worth mentioning. Like, I don't think this is a story if Kanye West isn't involved, right? Like, no. and it does bear the question is Walmart trying to use Kanye or did, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know if Walmart, Walmart needs that public beef with Kanye West about a logo. This seems like something that probably they just their legal team did is trying to defend and like someone got wind of it and because all that stuff is is like all that legal trademark stuff is public. Yeah. So um someone just got a someone someone saw it and was like that's a story. Um well the business insider thing says this could confuse customers and create a false affiliation between Walmart and Yeezy, damaging Walmart's goodwill. <laughs> yeah. That, I would like that. To, that I would like to me too. It's hilarious. Like Walmart's, uh, you know, they're known for just, you know, caring for people and like all their, yeah. the, the, the great, I would love to challenge dare, Walmart's dare goodwill. Dare they, uh, you know, tarnish the great Walmart brand. <laughs> so two things stood out to me. There was that obviously, which I think is funny. My the other thing that I thought was super funny was um, that they called Kanye six times and he didn't return their their call. That that just that just made me laugh. Just <laughs> picturing someone being like, "All right, call him. We got Kanye's number. Let's just call him." Kanye looks at his phone. It's Walmart. He's not interested. He sends him, you know, sends him to voicemail. Um, that's obviously not how it happens, but I just that made me laugh thinking about that. Well, Kanye's team, like oh, they've got his aura, like. They they they're operating on the same frequency. Like they've uh, like they're not answering that call. No, the legal team is is they're not they're not picking up. Um, here's the big question of the whole story: What is that logo for? I don't know. It doesn't say. It has it has some church energy. You know, Kanye's been trying. Kind of like, does. It kind of does. I could I could see that. Yeah, he's been trying to create that. Like, um, you know, he had the Sunday service thing, and he was building like huts in his backyard in California. So that's the bigger question is like, what is this logo going to be used for? I mean, he's, he's all aboard the God train right now. 
He's kind of been a little quiet lately. He has been quiet. Lately. We haven't heard much from uh, from Kanye, and you know, um, only- there was one article that I read that was 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 quite um, kind of sad that said that Kanye was upset about the the way the divorce was being sort of uh, uh, publicized in the news because he felt like, you know, it's all everything said that Kim was divorcing Kanye, but in fact he's been trying to get a divorce from Kim for so long, and that. Um, you know, the Kardashian spin machine was making it look like it was the other way around. There's so much spin here. I don't know which way is up. Listen, you know, I, uh, those two crazy kids, hopefully they'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, if they don't, I think they'll be okay. Um, I'm hoping like everyone else that it leads to, uh, some, some, some tunes at some point. I don't know if it will. I feel like Kanye maybe sort of, you know, he kind of, he wrote 10 masterpieces. And so maybe it's, enough yeah here's a well, galaxy brain thought yeah could yeezy be in collaboration with walmart and this is just a publicity story to get the pot stirred i like it kevin this is a very woke thought i like it stay woke um yeah i mean this is this is today's world absolutely yeah and i could see kind i could see yeezy doing a walmart like thing he's doing the gap thing yeezy he's, for he's been kids, very public baby. about sort of like wanting to make his designs and his 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 work more public I mean, I think it's pretty unlikely, but you know, would I would I go to Walmart and bought and shop Yeezy? Absolutely, I fucking love Walmart. That shit, Walmart slaps. Yeah, so I think I mean I think the the Walmart thing. I mean, it, I wouldn't be shocked if they were like, hey, that's actually a collaboration. They're working together. Kanye's in on it, but uh, I don't know. Um, I, I I just I think the logos are are so so different, and I don't I don't understand really sort of. I don't know anyone who says that those two things will be mistaken. I don't. I don't see it. And yeah. you know, I'm sure there's probably other dot logos that are actually probably more similar. That some some startup in Silicon Valley is like, no, that's actually our logo. And they're like, you know, that's that's the that's the whole other th- side of it. Um, I, I will say that rotating a shape like that is probably my my fifth move when I'm trying to iterate on a logo design. Hell yeah, yeah. It's uh, it one it's one that comes up pretty often. Speaking of hip hop, um, next topic. Kevin went to. Uh, we want. <laughs> this is the official topic. Kevin went to DMX's funeral, um, and uh, we're here. Um, we need to. I didn't. I purposely didn't ask Kevin uh, any questions. I wanted to wait until the show to sort of to get the full uh, rundown, to get the full sort of play by play of what 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 paint the picture for the scene. Well, to be clear, I didn't go to the funeral. Yes, I was, I, sorry. I was he, in the surrounding events. I live very close to Barkwood Center and, you know, shout out Jeff Cardos, tipped me off about, you know, some shirts being sold at Barkwood Center, uh, some RIP DMX, DMX shirts. Shout out Jeff Cardos. Yeah, shout out Jeff Cardos. He put me onto some shirts and all day I was seeing ATVs and dirt bikes and motorcycles just all throughout the neighborhood doing wheelies, revving their engines. It was, a, it was great. The energy was electric. I regret that I wasn't able to see the casket that got brought in on a monster truck. DMX going out on a casket on top of a four, uh, like a, you know, a giant monster truck is is one of the most gangster ways that one person can. That's can, how I want to go out. Can go out. That's really. I mean, that's my goal in life. Kevin, please um, help me do that. Kevin uh, brought me a uh, DMX uh, souvenir shirt um, from from the Barclay Center, and I will say. Um, it's one of the best gifts I've been given um, in a long time. So thank you, Kevin. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I could talk about DMX for a long time. We probably shouldn't. Um, but I will say 
DMX really meant a lot to uh, a 15-year-old Alex Center growing up um, in a suburban white neighborhood on Long Island. Um, but DMX was a force, a unique individual, just some of the most honest, real, dark, personable lyrics, just pure emotion. And everyone, everyone in 1998 was, was there. Everyone was like, this is, this is a special, special guy. And this is, this is those two albums. It's dark and us and hell is hot. And, you know, flesh, my flesh, blood, my blood are two of my absolute favorite albums. And DMX's passing was a really sad day for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just, he's, he's a legend. Legends never die. That's, that's the, the thing. Says. It's like, to be honest, that's why it's like, it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of like beautiful. And the fact that like, he's an absolute legend and no one can take that away from him. And, and, and the music holds up. If you listen to the albums, they're still fucking fire. DMX. It was just a moment in my childhood and a moment in hip hop that just like he singularly owned. It was just like, it was his year. It was his moment. There was no one else. It was just DMX. And the music was, was was really some of my like first rap music that I like totally was in love with. So shout out to DMX, RIP. We still got, I think we got another topic. Oh, sorry. We have one last topic. I actually have to go take a call. I know that's a really <laughs> terrible way to end the podcast. Um, well, we can, we can hit it here and let's, you know, we let's take a break. We'll come back. You want to take a break or do you want to call it for, do you want to pick up Oscar Mayer next week? Or we'll take we'll... Oscar Mayer next week. All right, cool. Well, that was, uh, that was the front and center podcast. Y'all, uh, Week two, stay hungry, stay climbing. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Uh.